The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When so many thousands of the multitude had gathered together that they trod upon one another, Jesus began to say to his disciples first, Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Nothing is covered up that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. Whatever you have said in the dark shall be heard in the light, and what you have whispered in private rooms shall be proclaimed from the housetops. I tell you, my friends, do not fear those who kill the body and after that have no more that they can do but I will warn you whom to fear. Fear him who after he has killed has power to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies and not one of them is forgotten before God? Why, even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, you are of more value than many sparrows. The Gospel of the Lord. A very interesting gospel today as the Lord turns and he's speaking to his disciples. So even though he is surrounded by these thousands, this great multitude that is gathering to listen to him, uh, such a great multitude and so eager to listen to him that they are beginning to trample upon one another. And so they are all coming to receive the word that comes from Christ, this great mystery of the incarnation. They sense in their interior God speaking to them and they are drawn to him. They are drawn in the thousands at this moment. And so the Lord turns to his disciples in an act that is reminiscent of the Old Testament where God would call to himself prophets that they might go and speak to the people. But as in the Old Testament, God who had spoken to his prophets with interior locutions or with visions or in various ways, now he stands in front of them, incarnate in the flesh. He doesn't speak only in the interior, he speaks openly. They can hear him and listen to him. The beautiful mystery of the incarnation, the culmination of God's revelation to his people, which is through his Son. Perfect revelation. And so the Lord, as he draws to himself his disciples and he speaks to them, he warns them once more against hypocrisy, against this distinction between the interior and the exterior that should not exist, that the exterior should reflect what is interior and that the interior should be united with God. Beware the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. And then the Lord gives this again what is somewhat a warning but if you take Matthew's account in as well it kind of changes the meaning a little bit nothing is covered up that will not be revealed and nothing is hidden that will not be known what the Lord is referring to here obviously is the moment of judgment the moment when the veil is lifted and where everything will be seen for what it is and so what the Lord is promising here to his disciples is that the last word is the word of truth. 
the last word that will be spoken over all creation is the same word through whom all creation was created. The last word is truth himself and the manifestation of truth. Nothing is covered up that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. And then he says, whatever you have said in the dark will be heard in the light and what you have whispered in private rooms shall be proclaimed from the housetops. In Matthew's account, it says, whatever I have told you in the dark. And so one of the commentators reconciles this, and I think very beautifully, pointing out that it is an intimate conversation. It is what God has said, and it is what we have said in response. It is prayer. It is the interior actions of our heart and our mind. And this will be made manifest, but also this is what will be proclaimed. And what one of the commentators points out is that this is also reminiscent of what happens in the reality of the Trinity as the truth is proclaimed to us. That the truth is proclaimed to us from an intimate relationship of love that exists in the Trinity. That the proclamation of truth that comes to us through truth himself, the Word, he speaks to us from this relationship of love and through his proclamation and revelation, he invites us into this intimacy so that we have an intimate relationship with God, a relationship of love that precedes our proclamation of the gospel and it gives it an authentic ring. As St. Paul warns against the fact that if we lack love, we are simply clanging cymbals. We do, we do damage to the gospel when our own life does not correspond with what we preach and impose upon others. And so first and foremost, there must exist this relationship of love so that our proclamation of the gospel carries with it a certain authenticity, or as St. Paul says, an aroma of Christ. It rings true, not only in what is said, but in what is lived as well, and that our life is the first example that we have of living the gospel. What is whispered to us in the, in the dark, the way in which we have this intimate life with God in the interior, that is the beginning of the proclamation of the gospel. The gospel must be a conversation between those who love before it is proclaimed to the multitudes. And then the Lord goes on to speak of their value but also, more importantly, that they must remember that we are not just bodies, we are souls as well. Do not fear those who kill the body. Remember that we have a soul, and our protection of the soul is our first and fundamental activity. And then he tells them who to fear. Fear, rather, those who have power over the soul. First and foremost is ourselves. We are the ones who will be responsible if we are not found in God's grace. And then he speaks to his disciples of their value, and this is very beautiful. He points to the sparrows that are sold for two pennies. We value things, and we can value them communally, and we place value upon them that sometimes we all agree upon. And the value is sometimes spoken of or represented by what we are willing to pay for that thing. And so sparrows might be sold for two pennies, but we are bought by the precious blood. 
precious blood is what bestows and manifests our dignity and our value. The Lord, in the mystery of his passion, has bestowed on us the infinite value of his precious blood. In his passion, he manifests the deep love that he has for us and the value that he places upon each of us. And we participate in that mystery here at the Mass, the mystery by which we have been bought and paid for, the mystery by which we have redeemed, but also the central mystery by which we have intimacy with Christ, that intimacy which is first within us before it is proclaimed. Amen.